of the gospel unto faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for your people that are here, those that are not able to be here this morning. I pray that as a transformative word comes, let it be light in the darkness. Let it be a light unto the paths of those in darkness. Let it lighten the path of these ones that are hearing me and those that are going to hear it online. The Lord, there will be transformation. There will be restoration. And there will be a, 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 a transfiguration of families, generations, and nations. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. amen. This morning, I share with you on the subject, on the topic, fruits and leaves. Last week, 
started a message or I shared a message and I believe I preached powerfully last week and we preached on the subject be careful with your gift in the same light of the same scripture and I'm referring the same scripture this morning I'm trying to be more of teaching or explanatory today for you to understand you know 2021 is a year that we are hopeful of stepping onto new grounds two of us I'm hopeful that I want to see those I have the grace to impart spiritually in the things of God going on to a new level in the Lord in the things of God and in this particular life that we live in today are you here with me? I don't want to be ministering to a people that would forever remain the same. I don't want to be doing pray for me all the time to people. I want to see breakthroughs. I want to see a transformation in life. I want to see a progress in families, in generations. Hallelujah. Amen. And the word of God is the only thing that is actually what is going to take us to that particular place. Not for the glory of any man, but for the glory of God. Hallelujah. So this morning, pay attention attentively as we go through the scriptures, go through the leading of the Holy Spirit to know one or two things that we've got to do to our lives. So turn your book with me or your Bible with me to the book of Mark chapter 11. And I'll read from verse 12. Uh, thank you. Let's read in consonance or let's read in, 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 in unison, but then I stop on the way. Let's go. We are reading from verse 12. Let's read from verse 11. Let's read. Let's read together. Open your Bible. Turn your Bible there. Let's read together. One, two, go. Mark 11. 11. We are reading. Mark 11, 11. We are reading to verse 14. One, two, go. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. When, and when he had looked around, round about, as it was late, he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry and seeing a fig tree afar off. Live having leaves, he came if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he had come to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the fruits of the figs was not yet. For the for the for the time of the fig was not yet. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Jesus last week I was telling you that. It would have been considered that Jesus Christ was very wicked to have gone to a fig tree that he saw only leaves on it, expecting to have had fruit in it. Hallelujah. But you see, the reason why Jesus went to the fig tree when he even saw leaves on it was for a reason. Is that we have two types of figs, of fig trees. We have what we call the early fig tree and the latter fig tree. And always, in the case of the fig tree, whenever the fruit-bearing season comes with leaves, 
That is another message on itself. The fruits bearing season of the figs do come with leaves. So one sign that you can see that there are fruits or potentially there are fruits on this fig tree is the presence of the leaves. So Jesus, having seen the leaves on the fig tree, said happily, there might be fruits on it. So he went there to see if he could lay hold of some fruits to eat. You see, your life and my life and our life and our church is just like the fig tree. Are you here with me? Listen very carefully. We might be there thinking that we are waiting for an appointed time to bring out fruits. And the Lord has come to know that there is a season that I have purpose in myself that when it begins to grow the leaves, there must be a beginning of fruits. You meet some people and they tell you that right now I am in a certain condition and I don't want to go to church. You meet some people and they tell you that right now where I am, I don't think I'm worthy to stand before the Lord. I can't stand giving very certain fruits for the Lord. So they say that I want to do away with my leaves. I want to shed my leaves. When I finish sharing my leaves, then I'll begin to bear new fruits for the Lord. And they wait there. But the Lord knows that in your moment of the leaves, it must come with fruits. You see, you might be thinking that as the scripture says, or as the commentary says, or as the writer says that, because the time of the fig was not yet come. You see, let me tell you, there is an appointed time for the final fruit of your, your journey in life. Are you here with me? There is an appointed time for you to bear the original and the final fruit. I hope you get it right. But why you keep growing? Why you keep generating the fruits, the leaves? Why you keep producing certain things? There must be an accompanying of some fruits. Because you don't know when the Lord is coming that he wants to eat from you. Are you there with me? There is never any special day to bear the right fruits. So to speak. But there is always a special day. Look, you see, when you begin bearing it, then there's going to be an opportune time for you to bear the real fruit. Because you know something? When you are waiting for the rightful moment and wanting to see the original fruit that you are supposed to come with, you will miss it. When we continue, I'll show you. You will miss it. I hope you get it right. Because last week I was telling you that men will always look to give you grace or to help you in the field that you have already been fruitful in. So the Lord Jesus, when he comes, when he comes to the fig tree, if the fig tree had been able to give him something to eat, he would have said, a man should eat of you. But because he found nothing to eat of the fig tree, he said, man shall not eat of thee anymore. Because there was nothing to eat. You see, when the Lord is coming, and that is not your full actual season, because the Lord has deposited that there is going to be an actual season. In that season when you are coming up, he knows you are not coming up. So even when your fruits are not fully growing and have not fully big as they are supposed to be, the Lord understands. You see, Jesus Christ was born, and at the age of 12, his opportunity for his ministry to have gone worldwide was 33 years or 30 years. At the age of 30, his ministry was supposed to have hit the limelight for everybody to see. But at the age of 12 and 8 years and 4 years, this man began 
teaching in the temple. Are you hearing me? Was it his season for bearing fruits? No. Was it a season that he was supposed to be healing the sick? No. So once upon a time, his mother took him to a wedding. And when the wine had gotten finished, the mother came to him and said, Jesus, the wine is finished. He said, ah, woman, what have I to do with this? It is not yet my time. But yes, still, he said, tell them to fill the pots with water for I have something to do. And he prophesied over the pot of water and it became one. You see, that was not his actual moment. But at the moment, Jesus realized that there is a fruit ahead of me to bear. I'm telling you, if you are not preparing and you are not starting to bear the little fruits now, when the actual moment comes, the actual fruit is going to pass away. You won't be able to bear it. Are you hearing me? So Jesus began bearing a certain fruit in a certain little amount. You see Life is just like a fig tree, and there will always be seasons and times of the leaves. The leaves, no matter what you do, will grow. Are you hearing me? Think about it. The stupidity of man will grow in you, will grow in us. Foolishness will come upon us. It's the leaves. The Lord will come, observing to see something, but do you know what Jesus come? Do you know what the Lord is going to see? Leaves. Example of the leaves is by biting. Envy, jealousy, anger, rivalry, desire for things they are not supposed to be desirous of, resentment, unfaithfulness, and the Lord comes and the Lord is saying that I'm hopeful to have seen some fruit in you, like a fruit of love, but I came to see leaves. I came to see a fruit of faith, of forgiveness, but I came to see leaves. What what has God got to do with leaves? I'll read Romans 1, reading on to chapter 2 for you, and you get to get something. The Lord came expecting that behold, I've planted somebody, I've given birth to somebody, and he has been in the church at a certain time in life. When I come, I'm expecting that when I see that man called Joshua, I will be proud that this is my child who has been lectured from another church to another church and has heard the gospel for so long. But when the Lord comes, he sees things that he's not supposed to see and the Lord will tell you, no man shall eat from you. It is not that the Lord has not deposited from you from the beginning. But you are seeing yourself at that particular moment that it is not yet time for me to bear fruit. So you are saying that, oh, don't worry. When my time is come, I understand that there is going to come a season in your life, eh? irrespective of whatever happens. If only it's going to shoot up into shoot. But let me tell you a secret in this life. The secret to the greatest level of speed is the ability to start something. Are you hearing me? Yes. You see, Jose Bolt, who ran and is considered the world's fastest man, the biggest stage he had the opportunity to run on, to be considered the world's fastest man was not the first stage he mounted. Are you hearing me? The biggest stage he mounted to be considered the world's fastest man was not the first stage he mounted. He mounted little stages. Do you agree with me? Bought some fruitful seeds there. Though they were not big, so he was asking the Lord for grace. And the Lord said, Behold, I've seen your sacrifice of yesterday. I've seen what you did yesterday. And if you have been able to bear a fruit of 100 meters in one minute or one 120 seconds, then let me give you another grace that you'll be able to break that record and go to 110. 
From under the ten, you may redu- you must reduce to ten. From that, then you are reducing. Then the guy kept reducing and became an expert. He had failed before. That is why I told you last week that when it is the season of fruits, the trees that are most likely to bear fruits are not the ones that have just grown, but the ones that have borne fruit before. Are you hearing me? And look, I've lived in the village and I've seen a mango tree that started growing. And when the mango tree started growing, over the days, last year if it bear about 100 pieces of mango, the next year it increases because if branches widen up. The next year it increases. Go and see the coconut tree when it started bearing fruit. And ask yourself, is that how it was? The very one on this compound. That was how it started. He started with only one. Bearing fruit from only one. The next time it came in twos. The next time it came in trees. Then it started increasing. Because the, the seed that had been deposited in it didn't go waste. You see, the basis for your build up is your yesterday. Are you there with me? Jesus Christ came to the tree. Expecting to have seen food to eat. Let me ask you a question. If the Lord should come to you or appear to you right now and should show a video of what you have lived, could there be an, a reason why God should say that I'm increased to the next level? Ask yourself. Could there be a reason? I'm not talking about only in the aspect of ministry. When we talk about anointing, you only think about ministry. No. Forget about it. Anointing is not for only ministry. Could there be a reason that God could say that behold, I found you, thou faithful and a good servant. You have been faithful in one, be faithful in two. The Lord came expecting to see fruit by his found leaves. Jesus was not a wicked man like the guy with the one talent considered. God is not a wicked man. That it is not yet your time or your season of bearing the actual fruit or the fullest of your fruit. And it comes. If God appears to you today in your vision, in a dream, and tells you that, I was expecting that by now you should have composed a music and then sang the first album. You say, ah, how? How? You, would have, you could ask God. Do you agree with me? You would ask God. That, ah, look at emoji. I'm not there. Look at your kind. I'm not there. Do you know the reason why? You are only looking at them in their final stage. You didn't see their beginning. Are you hearing me? You are only looking at those ones in their final stage, but you didn't see their beginning. Because if you had seen their beginning, you realize that their fruit bearing stage was not the final thing you are seeing. Look, the one, when I got born again, or when I got fully into the things of God, I got born again in the barbering shop. No man ministered to me. I watched Pastor Chris from the season. After that, the thing started. I changed my nickies about three or four times after watching Pastor Chris. First, my nickname was Devil Stone. Then I changed to Cross B. Continuing, continuing. I went to the barbering shop and I sat. And then, okay, after watching Pastor Chris, I came, when I moved, we relocated. Then my girlfriend took me to church at Presley. That was how the thing started. Then this woman will say that you have to do little this. I don't know what was happening. You have to do little this. I don't know what was happening. Some of the time when they say I should be a little this, I will run from church. 
Because I believe I've been so stubborn, I'm not worthy to stand behind the pulpit. Then we on it, we on it. Then one day, while I was staying at Ashaiman or Kema West, I go to Nungwa to have my hair cut because I found no good barber around. I go to Nungwa to have my hair cut. Then one day, early 2000s, 2008, I went there again to have my hair cut. Then I sat in the chair. I don't know why in a barber shop where the barber is not a pastor had pasted the attributes of God. Then I turned my neck. And when I turned my neck, there I saw on the wall the attributes of God, the names of God, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah Chikeno. I didn't know all this. I didn't even have a singular Bible. Then when I saw this name, light from one ministered to me that the Lord is present, Jehovah Shammah. I said, from today, my name is Shammah. So I took his as a Nikki. Then when I took the name as a Nikki, I began telling everybody that I believe that there is a God. Then when I began telling everybody that I believe that there is a God, I changed my name from Prosperi. Then my ways were changing. I stopped rapping. I began in a certain way. Then ministers of God were now ministering to me. Then in my room, without anyone telling me that there is something called salvation, I began speaking in tongues. Then my friends would come and stand at the window. Oh, you have finished doing those things. You have come here praying. Then my people will be in the house and be like, you alone, we have not been going to church. When you go upon again, you cannot hear. At dawn, you are in sleep, but you are hearing your voice outside. What is wrong with you? They will sit outside and be laughing at me. I say, you don't know what is up. So the first day, when I got a conviction, a pastor will come and be looking. When I got a conviction to go to the church, when I entered, he said, you believe in prayer. I said, no, it is not possible. I prayed to God to give me money to go and buy a Bible. He brought the money and I bought my first Bible. The Bible, when you saw how I read it, you'll be surprised. I, I really read it. I really, really read it. And the Bible knew I read it. So my act, my thing of marking my Bible with red pen didn't start today. Let me open a portion to you. You see what I've done to Proverbs? You see what I've done to Proverbs? It didn't start today. This is just one of the Bibles. It didn't start today. I started marking my Bible like any other thing. Then I started looking for opportunities to minister to people. Then I had the grace to stand behind the pulpit. And I will have to read the Bible and understand it before going and stand there to lead prayer. And fruits were coming. So what do you think the Lord will do? Yesterday, if I was able to pray for two people to get healed, do you think the Lord will not anoint me to be able to pray for three people to get healed the next time? So I could go to school while in SHS. People will, get, will have sickness. Within their ribs, and they'll come and sit beside you. I said, Don't tell anybody I'm praying with you. I will lay hands and they get healed. I became a target in the school because the school owner was not the one who believed in God. Even those who said they believe in God, they were elders in church, they were fighting me. I remember my headmaster gave me a blow in the tummy. I was like a madman that day because I had gathered some people to pray with. It wasn't an easy task. You understand me? You see, I'm telling you that if God hadn't gone, Jesus hadn't gone to the tree and had found even a singular fruit, he wouldn't have cut it down. He wouldn't have cast it. He wouldn't have cast it. Happily. And look, the Lord is sitting up there and all he's doing is that he's watching us as there be some fruits. And all he's seeing is the leaves. And some of the time, even telling you that, some of the other time in the last message, telling you that the other things we are doing, we think they are the real fruits. 
And before God, they are all leaves. Are you hearing me? Listen to me carefully. Because for God, they are all leaves. And God is saying that it is not the leaf I'm interested in. Do you know our, our, our problem? Some of the times, when we have the leaves, and we go before God and present the leaves, we think God will be happy. But he who created us said, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thought of good and not of evil, but to bring it to an expected end. And you know something? God is not waiting that there is going to come a day that he will just lift you and put you there like this pound. There must be a count of one before a count of two. There must be a count of two before a count of three. So God is not waiting for just a special moment that you bear all your fruits, pound. Then that is all. No! He goes test us. He sees your faithfulness in your food bearing to see if I increase the anointing, if I increase the grace, will you be able to carry it? If I increase the promises, if I increase the blessings, will you be able to carry it? So he gives you 2,000, you have been able to deal with it. He gives you 3,000, you have been able to do it. Bible said that he who is not faithful in unfinished, come on, worldly man, mammon, cannot be faithful in the anointing. So they gave somebody one talent. He was not faithful with it. He was thinking that the fruitfulness was going to come just like something else. So he went like the, the tree, thinking about other things, thinking that when the Lord comes, when he tells the Lord, the Lord, I was scared when I put the one to use. I may lose everything because mine was not two, it was only one. Because the others, they received two. Somebody received five. At least if one goes waste, there is left with one. But God, for me, it was only one. He didn't even divide it into halves. It was only one. What if I put that one maize seed, one maize corn, one corn of maize into the ground, and it doesn't come out? You will come and tell me that I'm unfruitful, so I've decided to tie it and put it somewhere. And he went about doing some other things, and God is saying that, all this one, I'm not interested in them. You see, the problem of us Christians and this generation is that some of the time we try to please God with the other things that are not supposed of us. Are you hearing me? We try to make God happy with the other things that are not required of us. So some of the times we think when we come with a lot of money, then God will be happy. But God is just expecting that you could bet, you could win two souls. And that is the greatest food is fruit he's looking for. God, some of the time, some people, let me say, some people even ignore that when I have come to the ministry, that God will say that I'm faithful. But God is saying, no, I didn't call you to go into ministry. I called you, to, I've sent you to this world to be a, a medic or a medical person so that he can save people at the hospital. Because there, where you are there, you'll be, look, do you know there are pastors in the hospital who have not stepped in the church yet? Yes, and the uh, why he's putting his stethoscope on you, he's telling you, Do you believe in a certain God? I believe in that God. I am a medical doctor, but I will tell you, I'm not a healer. But I believe there is a certain Jesus who healed. Do you know what you are doing? You are winning the soul. Then you have left that and you have come to the pulpit to preach. Look, it will be like that day that when you get to heaven, then you say, Oh, Jesus, in your name we have cast out demons, in your name we have healed the sick, and say, Go away from me, I don't know you from anywhere. And you'd be like, God, how wicked are you? I had a very powerful worship session and you were there. I even prophesied in your name. I even cast out demons in your name. And God said, did I send you to go and cast out demons? I didn't say. That anointing on you 
was on you for a purpose. That grace on you was on you for a purpose. In the same way, somebody also said that, I'm afraid when I come to the church, I don't know what I will eat and feed my family with. So it's better. I go and look for money. And God said, I didn't send you to go and look for money. You see, it is very dynamic. It is very, very much some way. But the question I want to throw to you is that if God should visit you today, would there be fruits or it is leaves? Think about it. It's a very, very dangerous thing. I ask myself, if I should stand before the Lord today, would the God say, you have been faithful? Would God said you have been faithful? How faithful have I been? Let me tell you. Bible says that it is counted, I'm not preaching the salvation message though, but it is counted unto one once to die, and after that, the fig tree, take it like you are the fig tree. I didn't die, but I received judgment. And I'm telling you, your judgment will be that then. God will consider the fruits you have born to be able to bless you for the next level. God gave you 2,000. All you thought about was yourself. Thinking that when you have built a nice house, when you have bought a nice car, using the latest phone in town, and people say, hey, this man is ritual. They look so decent, they're so organized. God will be happy with that. No, there is a poor man reason why God bless you. At least if not for all the 2,500 so cities, go and help the person. So 500 years, you go and help the person. So 2,000 years, you go and help the person and use the 3,000 on yourself. You won't go hungry. Then when God comes, you think with, with, with your riches, you can make God happy. Why are you thinking this? I, I, no, I don't believe in poverty. No. Look, if you think riches is a curse eh, or is evil, don't ever pray for poverty. If you think riches is a curse, don't ever pray for poverty. I won't ever wish for it. Look, it's better to be richer than Bill Gates and believe in God than to be poorer and believe in God. Who was the who was who, who, who did God defend in the Bible that have seen my servant? It's not Job. Who, who was he considered to be one of the richest man? It is only today that when people have some small coins. A certain atheist who has become a Christian said that it is stupidity and out of pretense that people are saying that there is no God. This is stupidity and out of pretense that they are saying there is no God. I'm telling you, look, this thing called Christianity, that is the Bible said that it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of God. Look, look, even, even as a human being, go to the farmer when he has planted his seeds Eh? and it's waiting like you have to bear fruit after nine months when it is six months he goes, he won't, he's, he's expecting a sign if he doesn't see the sign in the sixth and the seventh month he knows this one will not do well you must know it will not do well I've planted some maize in the house eh? I planted all of them on the same day the same date, the same minute, the same hour but one has already sprouting out with fruits. The other one is still like this. Will you tell me it is not yet time? Still like that. He's thinking because of the freshness of his news. I'll be happy with it. No, I'm not happy with it. Anytime I pass, I say, what is wrong with you? That is all I say. Look, if you are ever a man hmm, who is into agric, cultivates or rares right livestock, 
and your products are not showing signs of fruitfulness, you should be very worried. Are you hearing me? You should be very worried. Because the essence of the existence is fruitfulness. Are you hearing me? The essence of their existence is fruitfulness. So if your reason you think to exist is not fruitfulness, then you are a waste person. And you see, let me tell you, some people are in this life and they are complaining about God that God has rejected them and not blessed them. The reason is that God came expecting fruit. He didn't see anything. Let's read the scriptures. Ah, Jesus. Let's, let's, read, the, let's read Jeremiah 24. Let's read Jeremiah 24. Turn your Bible with me to Jeremiah 24. And I'm going to read it from verse 1 to 10. I'll put you in front, in front of my melody, for you are all that matters, you are all that matters, oh well, you are all that matters, you are all that matters, oh well, you are all the matters. Ah, you are all. Hey, Jesus. Let's read Jeremiah 24. The Lord showed me, and behold, two baskets of figs were set before me, before the temple of the Lord. After that, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim. King of Judah and the princes of Judah with the carpenters and smiths from Jerusalem and had brought them to Babylon. One basket had very old Tabila Abisa. Take it very well. One basket had very good feet. Say, say with me, good feet. Say with me, very good feet. Ah, even like the figs that were first ripe. Mm. Have you seen a mango that has started ripening before? Have you seen it before? It looks what? Sumptuous and then it's attracting. And I like it when I see some of the local mango and they have some brownish parts. And it starts ripening. Today when I woke up, I went to the mango tree. I saw some. It looks like it was ripening. I held it. I pressed it. wasn't. I said, no, don't worry. I'm going to come. <laughs> you see, that is why I said that the mango looks so good like a fruit that a, the figs look so good like a, a fruit that they started ripening. You want to eat it early. Then continuing. That was first right. And the and the what? And the other basket had very naughty with figs. Say very naughty figs. Very naughty Which could not be eaten. Which could not be eaten. They were so bad. Two baskets of figs. One was very good and attractive. The other was very bad, so naughty. You see, how good your fruit is attracts the blessings on you. I hope you get it right. Are you getting me? How good your fruit is. Attracts 
the increase of the blessings on you. So you know, you can be bearing fruits, but not all the fruits are good enough to attract blessings. Remember, there were fruits in each of the baskets, but one was not attractive. The first one was attracting people. Continuing. Then said the Lord unto me, What seest thou, Jeremiah? And I said, Fix. The good fix, very good. And the evil, very evil, that cannot be eaten. They are so evil. Mm. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, like these fig, good figs, so will I acknowledge them that are. Did you see? Let me, when I continue, I will do an explanation. You see, there were a certain group of people. So the Lord was linking the figs, the two baskets of figs, to human beings. And what was coming out of them? And the Lord was telling Jeremiah that, like these fig trees, so will I liken and acknowledge them that are carried away into the Chaldeans. So the Lord was ready to acknowledge some people because they were bearing fruits or they are like fruits that look so edible, so attractive enough. But the other ones, they repel God. They do what? They repel him. Your fruits can be repairing God or attracting God to you. There were two sons of Rebekah. Two of us. One was called Esau. And the other one was called Jacob. One man, his behavior and attitude was a happiness unto the parents. Even God said that Jacob have I hated. And Esau have I, Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. True or false? His behavior, Esau's behavior, way of life, and everything he was doing, God didn't like it. So he didn't even want to come close to him. <clears throat> but because his brother was very, very good and attractive and acceptable before God, God met him and said, from today, you will not be called Jacob, but you will be called Israel. And indeed, shall all the nations of the earth be named. Mm. So we are all Israelites by default. Indeed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This was a man who was not so good in anything, but because of the fruit he had born, and God realized that they were good fruits. Ah. If only my fruits I bear in this life. Let me tell you, your daily life are the fruits you are bearing. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? What you are even doing for God at your workplace is the fruits you are bearing. And God is watching. I bore some wrong fruits when I didn't know certain things. I bought some wrong fruits. That is why some ladies are there. Oh God, what am I not marrying? And men are coming but they are going. God is saying you are looking at the stupid thing. You know one thing that funnies me? I meet Christian ladies today and they said, I'm not looking to marry a pastor, but I'm looking for a very godly person who is sexy and lovely. They wonder, wonder, when they are in the room, they can be doing things that even porn stars do. Stupidity. And you're asking God to bless you with a godly man. Which godly man wanting to spend time with God be doing things that porn stars do? You're a fool. I'm saying it. If you like, listen. That is me. Are you hearing me? 
I'm looking for a godly man. And I ask myself the question. If they say marry a pastor, you say no. If they say wake up and let's pray, you say no. But I say he wants to marry a godly man. So that he can shield you. No. He's not a tapoli. It's not an umbrella. It's God that serves. So if you are not ready to humble yourself before the orders of God, you are looking for some man that you come and torment him. When he's praying and fasting, say, let's go to the beer bar. You did not like out him. And while you come to church, you even pray. The next time we are seeing you at velocity, the next time we are seeing you on some beaches, and your skirt is here, your dress is here, leaving your stomach as if some other thing. But I read in my scripture that the Bible says that abstain from all appearances of evil. You didn't get to know all this. Then you are there. I'm looking for a godly man. Then you are there, crying. You won't get. You won't get. Ah, look, will you take your son? Who is good and give it to a prostitute? But no. Hey! <coughs> you see, God, those who God loves him, he never gives them anything that would disturb them. Let me be honest with you. I believe in the orchestrations and dealings of God in our life. It's only out of our foolishness sometimes we encounter things we are not able to handle. But I believe that, look, if God all do my steps and I'm ready to obey them, then my wife should know that this is somebody I'm marrying. Look at, look at, look at the man of God. Ah. Let's continue reading. Let's continue reading. And God said, that's the of the Lord of Israel. Like these good figs, so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah, whom I have sent out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans, for they are good. You see, because they were good, it's like they were all in one jurisdiction in Jerusalem. And the whole Jerusalem is a, is a corner called Judah, two of us. And the, the whole Israelites, a section of them is called the Judas. And then they were there and God realized that these people they bear good fruit. If I leave them here, hmm, these people will pollute them. Just like the case of uh, Abraham's brother Lot, who was in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. And when God was coming into the city to destroy the city, he asked Solomon to go and talk to his brother. Then so Abraham went to God and said, God, if you find 50 men, will you destroy them with the righteous man? He said, no, then bring them out. The God didn't find anybody. What did God say? Did God destroy uh, lots and everybody? He said, because of your brother, go and call even his, his sons and his sons-in-laws and their servants and everybody that should come out of the city. Before I destroy the city. So God, just like he did in the case of Lord, decided to pick the Judas out of the land of Jerusalem and send them into another land in the Chaldeans to keep them there for their good. Because they were good trees. Now look at what the Lord has said. For I will set my eyes upon them for good. And I will bring them again to this land. You see, then there is going to come a season. The Lord is going to bring them back. And at this time, when the Lord has been there, he has finished destroying the, 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 the evil seeds. Because if the Lord wants to destroy them together, that is why one day, Jesus Christ telling the disciples, said, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And at night, when the men had woken up, they saw that among the figs were grown tears. And they said, Master, what do we do? He said, no, if you want to destroy the text right now, you will destroy both the text and the wheat. Leave it. At the time of the harvest, the master will sift them and destroy the text separately and do with the wheat only. 
But the Lord knows that if the Judas were there when I come, it is not going to be able to save them because when my wrath comes upon them, I don't know what to do. Because in this case, the Lord was going to send the book at Mizar, the Babylonian, to come and take besiege the Jerusalem. And when he takes them besiege, he's going to take everybody captive. And when he takes them captive, he doesn't know good from bad. So the righteous ones among them will also be suffering. So the Lord said, let me send them into captivity. So let me tell you, sometimes the Lord sends you into certain captivity for your own good. To save you from others. Do you understand me? Look, when I was staying in my uncle's house, hmm, I was there. I hadn't met any of my mother's family before. I only remember when I had come to Ghana that they sent us somewhere in a village and they said, this is your mother's house. And when my father's father's people have come for us, we went to stay. And then I got a familiar with my father's father's people. We were there. Then when I came here, they said my grandmother stays there. Not my biological grandmother, but extended grandmother stays there. And she said, I can't be staying here. My sister's children will be here and I will not look for them. Tell the one around to come and stay with me. I said, where? I said, I won't go. I told people and they said, don't go. Hey, family, family will do you A, B, C, D. And you are not too careful. You don't know what will happen. Then I was there. Then I was there. One day, I lied down meditating upon this thing. And the Lord said, rise up and go to where I'm sending you. That was what the Lord said to me. Rise up and go to where I am sending you. I said, God, how dare you? What are you talking about? What are you sending me to that place to do? Behold, when I was going, my grandmother hadn't known Jesus, hadn't believed in the Lord because she had served God before with one of the greatest fathers of the land and said that church and pastors had done anything. So she gave up. But before she would die, she died a dickness. You didn't clap your hand to Jesus. She died a dickness. I hear you what I'm saying. Because when I got it, you know, when I got to the house, when she goes back, she was working at the airport. When she comes Sunday evening, I say, you are taking communion, the whole house. Somebody who I didn't believe in God. You are saying you are taking communion. I said, you are taking communion for your sake. So that you be in good health and be able to go and come and pay my school fees. We'll take communion, the whole house. The son, apparently, he hadn't also gone into the things of God. I remember when he was finishing investing, when he's in his room, and I used to sleep in the hall. When he's in his room, then I'll be hearing forming rap, singing. I say, You don't know, I've been there before. But me, I said, You won't do it. Then I'll be praying. I didn't go to him to minister to him. I remember one day I was praying, then he came to me, like, Can you mellow your voice tomorrow? I said, No, Yawa. We all day here, we go see who be who. He is now a counselor, a church counselor. Not just a church. Do you know in the church? In one of the renowned churches, Parish Chapel. Yes. He works directly with the bishop. And my grandmother, when she got into the things of God, and Paul called sorry, and you know she's going to church. After she's going to church. Not that she has, when she got on retirement, she, she was loving the law. She was like, ah, I wish these things I got to know. I knew the one I was away. Like I would have built a church for the church. I would have built an edifice. So yes, God is good. I remember one day, the way I had been doing the things of God, she asked me, so who pays you? Do the church pay you? Do they give you any allowance? I said, no. You don't give me allowance. I don't need allowance to serve God. Hallelujah. And she died a dickness. I said, look, if there hadn't been anything I had done, those two are enough. Excuse my language, but I want more. Those two are enough. And God 
when God took me there, I was thinking that, look, I was going into danger. But look, bro, I had my peace. I remember I started writing a book. When I was in my father's house, my father's father's house, my father's people's house, my uncle's house. I didn't even reach chapter one when I moved there. But in that house, I was able to write four good books. Four. And they are my laptop. Four. Not chapter, not some are even 300 pages, 400 pages. And my senior pastor was telling me that I reduce them. I spoke to the publisher. I said, we have to divide them and make them volume one, volume two. 400, 500 pages. I used 12 exercise books to write. About 20-something, I started to write one book. We could type it. When I got my laptop, I said, Tilo, no typist again. I'm a typist myself. So I type my own things. So I don't write with pen again. I have about 10 size books of books to be typed as exceptions, on exceptions. I'm just looking for some because I don't have that time to be typing it separately. I, look, it was like I had come. Look, bro, at dawn, exactly 12 o'clock, I'm awake. I will write, write, write to 3 a.m. and I'll pray. Four or five, I've bought and gone to school. If I was in my father's people's house, the trouble, the wahala, the challenges, because in my father's people's house, I have to go and look for my own school fees. Imagine I have to be going and looking for my own school fees and I was not able to get it. It means I'll be a school dropout. Do you know that? But there, God gave me safety and peace. I'm telling you. Because when I had found the Lord, not because of any good thing I had done, because of his purpose, but I would say that as God realized that these fruits can increase. God wants something the more. Two of us. He wants an increase in you. He wants you to improve. So when it is one, be faithful with it. God is seeing it. Don't say that one walk through for so long. I'm tired with the one. Why is it I'm not being able to go to two? Do it. Continue. And tell the Lord, faithful are thou. Faithful are thou. Keep your promise and fulfill it in my life. And I will tell you that when he comes and see the one, he will bless you to increase you too. And when he comes and see that the two have done so well, he will bless it to increase to three. When he have given you four chicks and you are not able to hold up to the four chicks, who is supposed to give you five? And you are just saying that I'm not getting fruits. Stop bearing leaves. Those things you are concentrating on, saying the other things, they are leaves. They are leaves. Your attitude is the leaves. Your behavior, we read Romans 1. Before we close, we'll close at 11. So I'm going to end up preaching for about one hour, 20 minutes. Let's read. Let's read on. Ah, read harder. I will bring them again to this land and I will build them up. You see, he took the people into captivity that they could be preserved. I'm still in Jeremiah 20, 24. I will send them there. I'm reading from verse, verse 6. The B part. I will send them then. I will bring them to this land. I will build them up. And not pull them down. And I will plant them. And not pluck them up. And I will give them an heart to know me. That I am the Lord. And they shall be my people. And I will be their God. For they shall return unto me. With their whole heart. Mm. And ask the evil. Ask the evil. Or let me read. And ask for the evil. Evil faith. Which cannot be eaten, they are so evil. Surely that saith the Lord. So will I give Zedekiah, the king of Judah, 
and his princes and the residue of Jerusalem that remain in this land and them that dwell in the land of Egypt. And I will deliver them in, and remove them into the kingdoms of the earth for their, their heads to be, to be a reproach and a proverb, a town and a curse in the places, in all places where I shall drive them. And I'll send them the sword, the famine, and the pestilence among them till they be consumed from the land that I gave unto them and their fathers. You see, Zedekiah was a young man that his brother had started reigning, and his brother reigned for only about nine months. And this man conspired with others. Are you here with me? He conspired with others and he overthrew his brother. When he overthrew his brother, when he took over the seat, he did everything that was evil before the sight of God. When they say that the king has done what is evil before the sight of God, do you know what it is? Behavior. Unruly judgment. Ungodly judgment. Ungodly decisions. Hmm? Yes. You are looking for a job. Then God has blessed you as one. Then you go there. Pifrin is what? Pifrin. And this is a man you work for who is a prayerful man. And he's calling on God every day. And you are working and you are not seeing blessings. And you are asking God, Me here, Juma, I'm working, but I'm not seeing it. Don't get it wrong. He said, Because they have robbed me, I will create holes in their pockets that when they get their money, it will be like it is falling down. You don't know what they are doing with their money. Because when God bless you with the two cities, you even forgot to give tithes. It's a wicked behavior. When the month ended and you took your money, say, hey, Charlie, I've been waiting for long ago. And look, I waited for more than two years, but the first time I received my salary, I said, God, all is for you. This year, I wish I would do one. I'm wishing I would do one. Now, my first salary, I'll say, God, all is yours. I'll give it to the church. Church, take it. Take it. How much is it? If I give it to the church, it means I'll go hungry. I won't go hungry. I won't go hungry. People will feed me. And then to me, and then so. The other day, I had given out my money for something, for the things of God or something like that. In the morning, I was in there, somebody called me, I want to come and see you. Came with envelope, and it could be a hundred Ghana. I said, Ah, God, you are faithful. Oh. I was left with only some coins. Then you have blessed me with a hundred Ghana. Ah, how faithful are thou? Are you here with me? The man, through his attitude and ways of life, he was just producing leaves. You see, the reason why God would not cause you to increase is not that you are not alive. Are you hearing me? But because you have produced leaves instead of food. Are you hearing me? Did you hear what I just said? The reason why God hmm, will not cause you to increase it's not because you are not alive. When you have planted a mango tree in your house, hmm, and you one day get angry to cut it, do you only cut it because it's not it's, it's, it's dead? You cut it because it's not bearing fruit. You look for a better fruit to plant there, true or false? Think about it. When you see the leaves on it, look, when somebody comes and wants to cultivate mango in this area, with these plantations here, would they cut it down? Are they dead? 
and they fresh. They may even be fresher than the mango tree. But the mango tree, the leaves may be dying, but there may be fruits on it. Edible. And I'm asking you, what can be found on you? What can be found on you? Are you the fix that attracts God? Or you are the fix that repels him? It is your fruits. Are you here with me? It is your fruits. Jesus help us. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Luke. Chapter 13 verse 6. Luke 13 verse 6. Then he said, he spake this also this parable, parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came sorting fruit or such fruit thereon. And he found none. I told you about the fig tree, eh? That there are two types of fig trees, true of us. There is an early fig tree and there is a latter fig tree. So the early one, it, it sprouts very early. The latter one sprouts later. So could it be that the fig tree that Jesus Christ went to was a latter fig tree? But it has been said that the fig tree, whenever you see leaves on it, it means there are fruits on it. I don't, I've not seen a tree like that in Africa, in Ghana. That when it is not its season to bear fruit, the, the leaves are not there. But as, have you seen some before? But as soon as it is season to bear fruit, the leaves sprout out. Then he said, then said he to the dressers of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I came seeking, I come seeking, so every year he comes. You see, when you might be thinking it is not a time for fruitfulness, hmm? God is watching, just expecting, can I see something? Can I see something? Can I see something that I will base the next level of grace upon that I can bless this man? Can I see something that I will base the next level of grace upon that I will bless this man? And all God is seen, is fixed, is, is, is leaves, and it repels him. They are like an evil fix, and God is not ready to eat them because there is nothing he can do with it. He saw leaves. Fruit of you plant a tree and go into the vineyard expecting that you want to catch fruit to go and do something with it and you saw only leaves and you'll be happy. And I'm asking you, think about yourself. What fruit are we bearing? Seeking fruit for these three years. Every time in this order, could it be that every day the Lord is going into that vineyard expecting that I want to see some fruit and he's seeing the leaves. He said, okay, let me give you some time. And some of us Christians, you see, the funny thing that some of the times we are waiting, saying that when I become born again, I'll do the right thing. When I go into the office, some of the time you are just a mere church member. You are saying, oh, when I become a deacon, I will stop. It's a lie. You won't stop. You still produce the, the leaves. When I become this, when they give me a position, so you are in the church and you are clapping, clapping, clapping. And you say that other way, send me them your floor member. So who God should one day this 
there was an apostle who left the apostles called Judas. And they were looking for somebody to occupy his place. And they said, oh, let us look for somebody who has been with us. Who knew about us? Who knew our ways? And they took what? Stephen and Philip. They had cast the lot. Two of us. They had cast the lot. It was, and they had cast the lot. When they had cast the lot, it fell on them. The one they were looking for people to serve the tables. It fell on them because they had been with them. They didn't just go to pick a floor member. They didn't pick anybody. But they give some descriptions. A man in whom the spirit of God draws. A man full of wisdom, full of the Holy Ghost, who fears God. These were the fruits they were looking for. And you and I, we are in the church. And I don't worry. Now change tomorrow, next year. Every year you are giving a resolution. Every year you are giving a resolution. Every year you are giving a resolution. And you are never changing. And you are never changing. Thinking that the things you and I are doing, we are doing, we are thinking that the fruit, look, I tell people that there is never any other life so different from the life you live in your house. How many hours do you spend in the church? When we close right now, we are going. Maybe before we can meet again on Wednesday, two of us. I want us to resume our Wednesday service when we are beginning the fast. So it means this week we will not meet. Let's relax. When we start the fast, then every day we are meeting. Then we know that every evening we are meeting. Then we start our Wednesday services from there. Then you are there. You are there. Then we will only meet. Oh, <laughs> faster. <laughs> it's nice. It's, I'm telling you, look. If I want to behave somewhere very, very critical from the business world, some people, when I see them doing that, I know that, no, there is, there is a question mark. Ah! Mm. But I heard a songwriter sang a song that said, Jesus, keep me near the cross. The precious fountain free to all a healing stream flows from Calvary's mountain. So he said, in the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever till my rapture soul shall find Rest beyond the river. In the cross will be your glory ever found. Ah. Look, I'm doting your mind that uh, if you want to go on to increase this year, the Lord is expecting to see fruits in you. Let me let me let me suffice it to say that. For the many reasons why you are not seeing fruit is that for this long, you have only been producing figs, leaves. Do you agree with me? For the many reasons why you have, you have not been seeing fruit is that for this whole while, we have only been producing leaves and not fruits. We are like, we are like Jerusalem, the Jews who were taken into captivity by, by Babylon just because you are not having good fruits. We were not edible by the Lord. So the Lord has to send us into captivity. Mm. The Lord has to send us to captivity. So he said, he said unto the people, he said unto the people, seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Did he hear it? What was the instruction? 
Look, you see, some people were, hmm, they won't be counted down by death. Some of us wouldn't be counted down by death when the Lord has not seen any fruit on us, but we become useless. Look, by His grace, growing up, my few days in ministry, I've seen young men who were growing the things of God, prophesy, seeing things. And over the days, it came to a point in time I asked, has the anointing left? Has the grace left? And he said, one day he wrote a letter to some seven churches in the book of Revelation. And he said, unto the church Philadelphia writers, I know your works. But I have some words against you that you are neither cold nor hot. So I'll come and speak you out of my mouth. And I'll say, I will take away your candle stand. Mm. That thing, I fear it. I'll take your lamp hold. He said, cut it, cut it, cut it down. Look, when you have been cut down from the things, eh, from what is supposed to be giving you the things, look. Ah. <coughs> Haven't you seen somebody who is going to church? And he's going to church by living a very questionable life. That sometimes they lose their jobs. When they lose their job, you ask, I was this once a deacon? And you say, has God rejected him? Look, he didn't bear good fruit. So God has decided to cut him down. So he will not cut down by death. God will cease even, that is why he said in the book of Matthew chapter 25, that to him that hath, to him shall be given. And to him that hath not, even that which he has shall be taken from him. So you had some opportunities. And like the candle lamp is taken from you. The day you'll be. Hey! Look, my wish is that eh, if this year my church is or the church is able to increase by 10 people or 20 people, eh, not only this, so to speak. Let us see in miracle we increase by 10 people next year, then it must be 20 increments. Because God must give us the grace. The other day I met one of my prophets. Prophet doesn't see about himself, so I don't see things. I hardly see things about myself. Some of the times when some evils are coming, God will tell me in visions. And the prophet was giving me a prophecy. In the book of Isaiah 66, chapter 6 and 7, I said, thank you, Lord. So you make, make your voice in the wilderness. And I know that, that, look, some people are so funny to the point that they, they are waiting for his particular, they think that they can sit down. That is when somebody can go and pray. Pray 44 hours when he comes. When he comes, thinking that, hey, I've gone to carry power. And you will show to him that, look, Talaku, come and learn something. Talaku, come and learn something. So he said, cut it down. Cut it down. I think I need this thing that I can put my hand in. So that one I, I, want to, uh, I have to buy some. How much are these things? Some five CDs things. Eh? How much did they sell that? Oh, okay. We shall buy some. We shall buy some. So he said, and he said that, cut it down. He said, why cumbereth it for the, round, for the ground? Why is it occupying this space? And he answered, said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year, till I shall dig about it, and dug it, and it bear fruit well. And if not, then, after that, thou shalt cut it down. The Lord, I said, okay, let me allow you. So you see, some of us, it's just our last breath. You understand me? It's just the last breath. Time is not on my side. It's just the last breath. Some of us, it's just the last opportunity they are giving us. 
that oh let him continue let's see if this year he will change for these three years they have come so they have given you fourth year advantage go ahead and let's see every day is with excuses tomorrow is with excuses hey look desires are not enough when discipline is not added desire I once wrote on my status, I said that an affirmation without discipline leads to a mere, it's a mere dissolution. Or a mere delusion, not dissolution, a mere delusion. Affirmation without discipline is a mere delusion. Anything you affirm, you have to discipline yourself to achieve it. If you don't discipline yourself, it's a mere delusion. Go and ask a psychiatrist what delusion is. It's an image you just create in the air for yourself. That is why some people sometimes, do you see some people in town, they dress like army men, but they are not army men. Mm-hmm. Yes. They are, they, are, they are deluged, or they are having delusional problem. They have about 9 or 10, 12 types of delusion. They have the delusional problems because they have created images and they have not been able to live to the standard of acquiring the grace to become an army people. So they have to, delusively, he has to be walking in town. Like he has gone to pump his arms, he has left his beer like an army man. You see, you think he's, no. They have left you another year. This year, may it be that when the Lord has dug around us and given us another space of time, that I want to see if you bear fruit, may you come with the fruits. May the Lord see fruits on you because it's my desire and prayer that my church or the church of God, the world prayer church, and, and the, the people have come to encounter and impart it. There will be fruits in your life. And for me, knowing what God does and how he does it, I know that with a count of one, there will be a count of two. May it be that this year, when God is giving you another grace, there will be an increase. In the name of Jesus. Ah. In the year of his kingship, in the year of his kingship, there will be an increase. Ah, he said, behold, I come quickly. I come quickly and I will reward unto every man according to his fruits, according to his deeds, according to his works. The Lord is coming. The Lord will visit you. Don't think it is only in death that there is a reward. There is a reward here on earth. There is a reward here on earth. Don't think that way. Don't think that way. If you start it, start it now. Tell the Lord, begin to bring fruit. Come to the house of God and tell God, Lord, yesterday I was able to do one. Next week, I'm expecting you to do two. I've been able, if it is so winning, I've been able to win one. I've been able to win two. Lord, I want the grace. Give me the grace. Give me the month to speak to five and they will come. They will come. The Lord is watering you again. The Lord is watering us again. The Lord is watering us again. And may his grace cause us to be. Ah, Jesus. Turn with me to the book of Romans. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 1. Let's read something and we're going to close it. We're going to be closing. Ah. Ah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, to Jesus I surrender. Oh, to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. Oh, I surrender. Oh, hey. I surrender all, all to 
the Savior, I surrender. Romans chapter 1 verse 18, and he says that, Atiba Atala, and he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God had shown it unto them. Let's jump to verse 32. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things, they which commit such things, that they which commit such things are not worthy, are worthy of death, not only to do the same, but have pleasure in them that do it. Read from verse 26 now. For this cause, God gave them up unto vain affections. For even their women did change the natural use into which is against nature. Do you understand? You don't understand? Good. It is not only that the women have become lesbians. The anus is not meant for sex. Even women are giving their anus for sex. True of us. Good. That is also part. And likewise also, the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, bent in their last one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving themselves, receiving in themselves the recompense of the error which was met. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with unrighteousness, fornication. Look at the, look at the leaves. This is where the leaves they were buried. Like the people in the book of Jeremiah 24. Look at their leaves. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of every matter, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, impeccable, unmerciful, Unmerciful, who knowing, did you see that? It is not that those who do this things they don't know that the consequences is death. Who knowing the what? Who knowing the fact that who knowing the judgment of God that they wish you see. So, so sometimes people are doing those things. It's not that they don't know. How many times have you done the things that you don't know when you do God will punish you, but you've done them before? So many times. You are just like. The section of Israelites or the Jerusalem, the Jews, who were the fig tree, who, 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 who com- were compared to the fig basket, which was not edible. So evil. And do you know what God looks at to judge you? Either you are evil or good to come close. It's your fruits. Your leaves are those evil ones. And it is not the leaves that God is looking for. And do you know something? Some of the time we take pleasure in the leaves. You begin to think because the leaves look so good, it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. The fruits come once in a season. True of us. Ah. Don't you live the rascal life every day? Aren't you exposed to it every day? We see it and we think it's the normal thing. God is saying, I'm looking for the fruits. Oh. Look, when you go to a mango tree, hmm, 
You will not see fruit on it sometimes. Two of us. What will you see? Leaves. But it is not the leaves. The leaves is not the reason why it is existing. Do you agree with me? People may use the leaves for medicine, but it's not the, the leaves is not the reason why it is existing. So if the mango tree has refused to bear fruit and decides to bring in only the leaves, God will say, no, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't plant you for only this thing. I, did, did I, I didn't plant you for only this one. I planted you that you can give fruit. I know your leaf is used for medicine, but that is not. Look, when they are doing the stupid things, people will still find pleasure and appreciate it. Don't get this twisted. Do you agree with me? When they're living a foolish life, people will still have pleasure and appreciate it. So they'll say, oh, Charlie, you don't do go to Abi, we they see you every day. We see your video for the night, they teach her that they have sex. It's enough. And you may be thinking that, that yeah, Charlie, I get followers. I get followers. Don't worry, continue having followers. If God can, would he be happy? If God should meet you today, would he be happy? Look, the leaves on the tree can be more than the fruit itself. But what is important to God is the fruit and not the leaves. That is only take the mango tree. The leaves, when you count, the leaves are more than the fruit. But God is interested in the fruit and not the leaves. People might be using your, your, your leaves and you may be thinking that the leaves, oh, because people are using me. People are, ah, every day people are celebrating me, it's enough. Oh boy, you are telling lies. Who knowing the wrath of God? Who knowing the judgment of God? People who do those things, eh? Christians even do them, they know what God wants. But they keep on producing these things. Beloved, let's change. Verse 2, chapter 2 says that, Therefore thou art, or thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art, that judges. For wherein thou judges, another thou contend, contendest, condemnest thyself. For thou that judges doest the same things, but we are sure that the judgment of God is according to, to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man that judges them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Oh, deepest thou, deepest thou the riches of his goodness, and or deepest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance of the long sufferings, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasures up thyself wrath against the day of wrath, revelations and revelations of the righteousness of the righteous judgment of God. Who will render to every man according to his deeds? And I'm telling you, those fruits on you, those fruits, just begin to ask yourself, has my life been fruits unto God or their leaves? And if you can answer it for yourself, you continue bearing it. Ask yourself, has my life Beliefs has it been that for this year? Maybe being a Christian, a believer, somebody who said I believe in this Jesus, and God is saying that there is a somebody just around you. There is something I want you to do for me, and you are concentrating about the other things. And God is saying that all I see on you is leaves. Hey, all I see on you is leaves. Look, that this temporal behavior. There's a way attitudeness. They are leaves before God. God is digging around you and I that this year we must be able to produce fruits. 
We are like the vine. We are like the vine that the vine dresser is being asked to dress again another season. We are like the vine that the vine dresser is being asked again to dress another season. We are like the vine that the vine dresser is being asked again to dress another occasion. Dress! Sit up! I'm saying sit up. Sit up. Sit up. Sit up. Let's sit up. Ah, let's sit up. Let's sit up. Let's sit up. Famia Nia Ope Mia Wo Mota Sombo Wode Wo Mota Natome Hirate Famia Nia Ope Namese Famia Ah Nia Ope I Be on your feet with me. Pray to the Lord. Tell him the Lord. May I be the vine that is being dug around to bear fruits. I want to bear the rightful fruits this year. I want to stop bearing fruits. Ah, be surrendering to him telling the Lord I want to bear fruit I don't know whether I'm bearing fruit or it is only leaves I want to bear the fruits that when you come you see fruits on me that you come you see fruits on me that when you come you see fruits on me that when you come you see fruits on me that when you come you see fruits on me I want fruits on my tree I want fruit as a tree I want to be the one that will attract God hey Magdalaba Mandalaba 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 Libelelebos Akabaliadaraba 